0: 15 Minutes, Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: For the your on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Well, hey there, Edwin.
0: Here we continue on in Psalm 76 slash 75, because we read from the Septuagint yesterday, and it's numbered a little bit differently. But in our English translations, we're in Psalm 76, and going to continue on taking a look at some things about God, What this what this poem tells us about God. Yesterday, Mm -hmm. he is the God who is known. Yes. Let's see what we find out today. What are you going to read for
1: me today? So I've got here Psalm 76 from the New King James Version, a translation of the Masoretic text. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's our heading. To the chief musician, on stringed instruments, a psalm of Asaph, a song. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. And Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword of battle. You are more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout hearted were plundered. They have sunk into their sleep and none of the mighty men have found the use of their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse were cast into a deep sleep. You yourself are to be feared. And who may stand in your presence when once you are angry? You caused judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment to deliver all the oppressed of the earth. Surely the wrath of man shall praise you. With the remainder of wrath you shall gird yourself. Make vows to the Lord your God and pay them. Let all who are around him bring presents to him who ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is awesome to the
0: kings of the earth. So this one doesn't have to the Assyrian in the heading. Did not. But again, that that ancient Greek uh, tr- that ancient Greek version of the Old Testament did have that. And when I see uh, that as <laughs> mm-hmm. the background, I think there's some aspects of this psalm that become really powerful. Now, let me just back up. I think it's interesting that in this story arc of the psalms, the psalms of Asaph, uh, these 73, 74, 75, and 76, uh, the- these are all psalms that are placed r- really surrounding the Babylonian captivity. So I find it interesting that we're gonna pull this one out from an Assyrian victory, a victory over Assyria Hmm. and drop it in here. But that's one of the amazing things about the Psalms. I think what we're supposed to find, I, I learned something from that. These Psalms would be written in particular contexts, but that but but they were they were left in a way that allowed them to be used in other
1: contexts. Well, and what a reversal, because in Psalm 74, you have the temple is in ruins. It's been chopped down like wood. It's been burned. Here in Psalm 76, talking about the uh, how God is known, it's particularly about his dwelling in Zion, in the tabernacle, in Jerusalem. Yeah. And so, you know, all is... Right, with
0: with the temple in this one. Well, and I I think what we have... Okay, so first of all, there is that point where we take each psalm as a single literary unit, and when we look at this as a single literary unit, we learn something about what happened when Assyria came against Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. We learn something about the victory of God. Mm -hmm. When the editors of the Psalter brought it all together, though, from Psalm 73 up to 76, we have a story we have a story that tells us something. In Psalm 73, uh, there was the idea of of I'm, I'm struggling with God, but yeah. I go to the sanctuary. In Psalm 74, there's, ah, but the sanctuary has been destroyed. In Psalm 75, there's the promise that I will judge. Yeah. And then in Psalm 76, we see God yeah. actually victorious. A great deliverance. Now, when we start looking at what's what's the likely specific liter- um, historical context of Psalm 76, we're back to Assyria. But again, yeah. what we have in the Psalter, as this story is told, we see a saint Mm -hmm. who goes through struggle, who there's defeat, there's turmoil, there's disorientation, but then there's reorientation back to the realization that God really does provide victory. God really does bring judgment. He really does do it in his time. And here's one of these great examples of it. Remember what happened with Assyria? Mm -hmm. We, We can have our faith and trust that that will happen again with Babylon. Or... You know, yeah. this This may have been pieced together after they came back from captivity, and the the editors are pulling out this psalm because of its great story of victory, and how, yeah, it, when it was originally written, that's about the victory over Assyria, but it tells us the same thing. When we apply it to Babylon. Yeah. And of course, what that means for us is that today, even though Assyria is not our enemy and Babylon is not our enemy and Rome is not our enemy, we can still take this psalm when we think about the enemies that come against us and what do I know about God? Mm Mm-hmm. God provides victory. Yeah. Now, yesterday, what we learned is that very first, we, I, I pointed out that this psalm is around these four passive verbs. The first one is in verse one. He is the God who is known, known. in Judah and Israel. Then we get to verse four. He is the God who is glorious. Mm -hmm. Or some translations say he's resplendent. Some say he is bright. Some say he is radiant with light. Can you remind me what your new King James said there in verse four? Yeah, so it was glorious. You are more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. So in verse one? P-R-E-Y. P-R-E-Y, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in verse one, he's the God who is known in verse four. He is the God who is glorious. glorious. He is the God who shines brightly. So he's again, that's actually like heightening it. Not only is he known, hey, we know that God, he shines as light. He, yeah. he has made himself obvious yes. in, in many ways. Now, the interesting thing is, let's, let's take the point we were making a few minutes ago. If this, if we are right, if what the Septuagint has, this is a song to the Assyrian, this is a memorialization of God's victory over Sennacherib when Assyria came and surrounded Jerusalem during the reign of Hezekiah, but now it is placed in the time of Babylonian captivity, you can, I can understand why someone in Babylonian captivity... Might struggle to see the bright shining light of the known Lord. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Because they'd been suffering in these 70 years of captivity. Yeah. Right. And uh, and the temple lays in ruin for all that time and so forth.
0: But but what we're going to claim is he shines brightly because there's these moments in history where we know right. God broke in, mm-hmm. God really came in and he interacted in the world yeah. in amazingly obvious ways, like the victory over Assyria. And Maybe like some other things too, like the Exodus <laughs> and just various times where God's been really obvious. So I, I know we mentioned this a little bit yesterday, we talked about it, but I, I really want to dig in because he says that he's glorious, but he's also more glorious than the mountains and you highlighted this of prey, of prey. the mountain full of prey, P-R-E-Y. What a weird picture, more glorious than mountains full of prey. I guess it depends on if you're hungry or not because
1: when I <laughs> yes. when I see the mountains full of prey I think well here's a here's a wonderful uh, opportunity to hunt and food and there'll be plenty and abundance for my family to eat. Yes. That's really really good. Yeah.
0: Uh, and God is more glorious than that. Yes. You know, the 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 thing that I found interesting out of it is that that I would expect, you know, you're more glorious than the hunter, you're more glorious than the predator, you're more glorious than the powerful one that goes out and hunts the prey. But here he's talking about you're more glorious than the mountain of prey. And I think what that does is it gives us this really kind of interesting reversal because all right, let's put this psalm in that historical context of Jerusalem On a mountain, of course, Mount Zion. Yes. All right, which is mentioned here in Zion. Mm -hmm. And you've got Hezekiah caged up like a bird, right. In Jerusalem. You've got all the the citizens of Jerusalem hearing the words of Rob Shaki and And kind of scared and even telling him, Look, you you don't have to speak in Hebrew. We don't need everybody here to know what you're (laughs) saying. saying They're looking at cursing our gods. (laughs) So in, in those moments when they're looking out at the mountain and they're seeing this huge army, it doesn't look like a mountain full of prey. No. It looks like a mountain full of predators. Well, yeah, or or we are the prey. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So so to me, it's this really great picture reversal, because when they were in the middle of that siege, as they looked out on the mountain, again, they're not seeing prey, they're seeing warriors and hunters. But wait a minute, but wait a minute. We have a God who's dwelling in this city. Yes. So... Despite what it looks like to us out there, what we're actually seeing exactly is the mountain of prey is the mountain of prey because our hunter, our warrior, our predator is right here. He has made his dwelling place in Zion. He has made his abode in Salem, this ancient name for Jerusalem. He, He has made this. And so when we look out, we're not seeing a mountain full of predators and hunters and warriors and army. We're seeing the we're seeing those who are going to get wiped out by the true warrior. You are more glorious, and that's why that's just a mountain full of prey. Well, and and it's just a beautiful
1: thing because if, if you are the, uh, the 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 Jew and particularly under siege, and uh, hear you hear the great word of faith, uh, we've got them right where we want them. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Yes. <laughs> no,
0: but we got them right where we want them. Well, <laughs> they've <yeah>. surrounded us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now we don't have to go get them. They've That's all come it, here. They've le- all come here. Yeah, this
1: is going to be. This is better. This is better. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, and you're looking sideways at that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. This reminds me of another story in Israel's history, back in Second Kings chapter six, when. Uh, the the king of Syria has has been trying to attack Israel, and yeah. somehow Israel keeps finding out about where he's going to go, and they keep being able to repulse him. And he mm-hmm. figures out, ah, it's this prophet Elisha. Right. They have a man of God there. Got a man of God, and so in Second Kings chapter six, the king of Syria sends his army to surround this man, and yes. so they surround the city of Dothan. They 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 siege it, and they and Elisha and his servant wake up in the morning, and they. Look out, and what do they see? They see the mountain with all these chariots and horses and army, and the servant's like, oh, my master, my master, what are we going to do? And Elisha says, don't worry about it, son. It's it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like what you were talking yeah. about. Yes, we got him right where we want him. Know. And the servant's like, what are you talking about? Elisha says, look. The ones who are with us are more than the ones who are with them, and the servant just can't see it. And so Elisha prays to Yahweh, please open his eyes. Mm-hmm. Let him see what it is that I'm seeing. And then the servant looked out and realized that here was a mountain. Yes, there was the enemy army, but there were also these chariots of fire, these the, the, the host of the Lord that were protecting Elisha. Yeah. Now the interesting thing is with Assyria and Hezekiah, God kills 185,000 Right. With Elisha and Syria, he strikes them blind, and then Elisha actually leads them to Samaria. Yes. And the king wants to kill him, but he says, No, no, we're going to be merciful. Right. They give him a feast and then they send him home. And the king of Syria says, All right, I'm out of my depth. We're just going <laughs> to let this go for now. <laughs> yeah. But but in either case, here are these instances where it looks like the mountain is full of enemies and hunters and warriors, but the one who's with us yeah. is more. What, what we have with us is more than what is with them. And he is more glorious. He shines brightly. He Amen. shines brightly. Amen. And that's and, our God.
1: You know, and that's an encouraging word for us today to remember that he is the one who is with us. Yes. With his people. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we may, we may doubt our eyes, but he is there.
0: Yes. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap up with okay. that Holy good. God, thank you so much for being with us. And it's hard because we don't see the invisible either. I, I'm very often like Elisha's servant. I can look around and I see the enemies and I hear the words that they're saying and I hear the reviling and the mockery and I see the inroads they make as they convince people in your kingdom to turn away. And it, it disheartens me and it discourages me and, and, and it, uh, it it causes me fear. And so I pray that you would be with us, that you would open our eyes to see your chariots of fire, that you would open our ears to hear your message, that you would open our hearts and minds to understand your presence. You are with us and you shine brightly. You have demonstrated again and again and again, your work and your power. And so Lord, we put our trust in you and we're going to continue to preach your word and teach it and follow it and live as your kingdom. And and we know that in the invisible things, you are winning. And that will ultimately also pave here in this visible world. And we'll see your victory, and we look forward to that time. It's through your son Jesus who bought that victory by his death, burial, and resurrection that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org